Hey there, this is Mark, and this is the podcast called Fierce Encouragement. This is my creation and a podcast that is about how we can encourage ourselves, how we can overcome some of the limiting beliefs, or especially that sour, difficult inner dialogue we might have with ourselves, almost talking down to ourselves or being negative about our whole experience. In all my travels as a coach, as a consultant, as a trainer and leader, and even in my own practices, I find that that's one of the more difficult things to deal with is how can we get better at that relationship with ourselves, support ourselves, and encourage ourselves fiercely more in our days, in our work, and especially in our relationships. That's what uh, we talk about on the podcast. Thanks again for joining me. Uh, I appreciate you tuning in. So today I wanted to bring up a modality of coaching and learning that I had the beautiful opportunity to practice with and learn last year. I find that it resonates with me in so many ways and through my client sessions and in my learning still as I go back to the practices more and more and more often, especially some of the beautiful ways of looking at um, the mind and our challenges in life, but also the actual practice. What can, what can we do in our days and what can I do with my clients to help and encourage and support them towards a more encouraging mindset for themselves? So with that, I wanted to talk about the PQ, Emotional Intelligence coaching program. I went through this program. Um, it's from Shirzad Shamani. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, but again, it's about positive intelligence or positive intelligence quotient. And it's a really impactful teaching that I went through for many weeks with a group of people. But the essential concept or the essential idea that I wanted to share and the big takeaway, I wanted to offer you, my reader, if you haven't heard of this, and again, there's a great book by Sherzad out there as well, um, talking about PQ in depth and some of these concepts in deeper fashion. But one thing that I think is really powerful that you might take away and understand that would help your own work on yourself is this concept of the judge saboteur that's in our mind. Now, this one, this is somebody who, uh, as we look inward, it's somebody, the saboteur, the judge saboteur criticizes yourself. It's the one part of you that seems to always come up with uh, new circumstances where you failed. It fuels the anxiety that you might feel inside. It also disperses that focus and kind of makes us scatterbrained and feel overwhelmed, as we talked about in past episodes. But if we can kind of just understand that this is almost a paradigm or a personality we have in our thinking, and it's not necessarily us, we can look at this idea of the judge saboteur or just the saboteur as part of our mind, one that we can see, that we can get awareness around. And as a coach and as a meditator, it's, it's one that we shouldn't trust all the time. We tend to give it a lot of, you know, like we would respect a judge in a court of law. But this saboteur judge is the one that's overly critical. 
this harsh self-judgment that comes from these thoughts that we might have about ourselves. I guess I just want to make evident it's not an intrinsic um, permanent part of ourselves. If we look at neuroplasticity and the beauty around some of the scientific study in the modern writings on neuroplasticity and how we can change our mind, I think it's inspiring to think that we can regroove, uh, rework these neurological psychological patterns that we have. And especially if we start to see like, okay, there's a judgmental or a judge saboteur in my mind. We can't push it away and completely remove it, but understanding that that's just part of us. And it's a opportunity to challenge those beliefs and challenge that inner narrative. Seeing this, this voice in our head, it can prov provide like a, profound uh, sense of relief and empowerment if we can just understand that we have this saboteur or judge kind of sitting at some altar in our mind and we can probably take them off the altar and kind of look at the quantity or I'm sorry the quality of what they're saying and see if it has any positive qualities which brings us to the other idea so on one hand we have that saboteur, that judge saboteur. On the other hand, or on the other shoulder, we have the sage. This is part of us that speaks to the better qualities of ourselves, the part of us that has that positive mindset, the part of us that offers peace, more focus, more grit and resilience. And this sage quality is something that kind of empathizes connects me to common humanity and just understands that challenges or incorporates that challenges can be an opportunity to learn and grow. And at the same time to be open and compassionate and kind of understanding that we're all kind of on this ride on our own ride, of course, but we are all kind of working towards something and trying to turn our challenges in life into opportunities to engage and grow and um, leave the world a better place. Be more centered in our own minds, but at the same time, be more creative and uh, have that calm confidence. So on one hand, we have this judge saboteur. On the other hand or other shoulder, we have this power of the sage that has an opportunity to uh, help us approach, approach life in a more balanced manner, obviously helping us reduce that anxiety and that focus on the problems and kind of help us open up. I liked and I use the different modalities within that judge saboteur and that sage quality to explore the different things that my clients and obviously myself and the people that I help to see what where they might kind of be going into some different archetypes or some different characters in those different um, saboteur or sage within the saboteur and within the program I went through the first two weeks plus were about confronting those saboteurs. So through Shirzad's guidance and through the beautiful program, they would encourage you to check yourself a few times every morning and every afternoon to see if you can spot when that saboteur might come up. 
So we talked about the judge a lot. You know, that's one that's hypercritical of yourself and your circumstances. It often obviously leads to feeling defeated and overwhelmed and dissatisfied. But in that saboteur column, we can also kind of maybe look at some other archetypes, a few other ones that really spoke to me. And I guess I found in myself um, that were really apparent was the avoider saboteur. So that avoider is somebody, it's almost so positive uh, that they avoid dealing with stressful situations or kind of going into conflict. Um, so we can be an avoider saboteur or have that tendency in ourselves. We have that stickler saboteur, the one that's really obsessive for order and perfection and organization. And obviously if we just kind of that energy of that stickler saboteur can create tons of stress, it can obviously like impact working with people and uh, that work relationships and how you connect and thrive with people. Another saboteur that I find in myself quite often and that of uh, the language of some of my clients is that victim. Um, it sounds harsh, but this saboteur in us, if we kind of get clear on it, it, it thrives on kind of creating this internal misery and create, uh, you know, reinvesting in that drama that might we might be going through in our lives, which is true, but we're kind of reinvesting in the suffering and we're sometimes use it to, as a lever to seek attention and to get sympathy from others. So we can have this victim saboteur that, you know, is always on or always speaking. One other one that I have uh, as well as some other friends and people that I've worked with is that pleaser saboteur. So it's kind of this almost self-depreciating saboteur that uses all its energy to gain acceptance and affection by pleasing and helping and always saying yes, usually and more often than not at the expense of our own needs. So we can have a pleaser mentality or a pleaser saboteur that kind of pulls us down. We also have the other ones, restless saboteur, something that's always looking for that next experience and uh, the hyper rational saboteur, obviously somebody or a saboteur that's intensely focused on kind of over-processing everything and being very intellectual about it and relationships. And this obviously leads to this kind of always on and this emotional exhaustion, you know, um, with this person, if you have that saboteur in yourself, it's, that's a tough relationship and it's a tough place from which to encourage yourself from. There's other ones that are in here as well, a controller, a hypervigilant, um, hyperachiever. Um, I think I mentioned restless, but these saboteurs, if we kind of, and we probably could go through and kind of find ourselves in each one, focusing on this negative part, this negative thing that's coming up when we first started this work was uncomfortable for the first couple of weeks when I did this program. And it was uncomfortable because Obviously, I thought I had everything figured out, you know, I thought I was ready to graduate. But when I got really honest with myself and observant, I could see these tendencies popping up in my day, especially with the judge, kind of that overarching authoritarian in my head. Like I said, I have a pleaser, so I'm always saying yes to things, usually to the detriment of other projects or other relationships in my life. And then that controller kind of really connected to the judge, somebody who needs to take control and, you know, situations or people or work or projects. Um, we can kind of go too far with that. I 
found those really uncomfortable to deal with. The, the uh, program is awesome. If you go through it, there's some more in-depth kind of the combination of these things. You can do some tests within the app that'll show you the different distinctive saboteurs that you have. So it was humbling to see these. It was humbling to work with these check-ins and to see um, those saboteurs that were still really prominent in my work, in the way I you know, approach my energy and my workouts and exercise and my diet, and even on into my relationships. Humbling and good because it gave me something to look at and it really opened up my eyes. It's like I still have so much to work on. And I'm grateful for that. As we moved into the later half of the program, or latter half of the program, and started to obviously continue to pay attention when we found negative voices or negative tendencies come up mentally, but it was too lean in to those positive mental aspects of the sage. Now, this is, again, that sage quality represents this deeper wisdom that is within us almost this well-like wisdom um, in my heroic coaching program. We call it and use the ancient Greece term, Greece term of, of uh, eudaimonia, almost having this eudaimon, this sage, deeper, well quality of wisdom, uh, some part of us that obviously leans towards uh, fostering a better emotional intelligence with ourselves. So the sage quality in us operates on three primary powers, according to Shirzad and this modality. No, number one is to empathize. Obviously, the ability to connect with others, to understand or connect with uh, their suffering and the shared feeling with another. The second one is to explore. This is kind of focusing on the virtue of curiosity. We want to understand. We want to kind of keep open. We don't want to jump to conclusions. But this idea of exploring, having this sage quality of exploring our world and life. The third one was to innovate. It's kind of the same idea as curiosity, but to use that as an opportunity to take action, to think outside the box, to try new actions, to look for new solutions. And again, to continue to be open-minded and curious at the same time. Number four that Shirzad talks about is to navigate. So the sage will attempt to navigate and look for different pathways and kind of continue to imbibe their hope and look for those deep values and those long-term purposes, keep connected to navigating that kind of purpose work. The sage will also, the number five, fifth one is, the sage will activate. It will take decisive action. It has the power to kind of motivate us to take small actions over paralysis or overanalyzing or overthinking. The sage quality has an activation um, as the fifth power that the sage brings to our life. So we have empathize, explore, innovate, navigate, and activate. The last thing I wanted to share here was the idea of PQ reps as they used them in the program, or check-ins to interrupt the saboteur, to promote the sage, to kind of come back to mindfulness and come back to awareness. These simple, tiny, practical exercises that I use with my clients that they've seen success from totally strengthens our mental muscles and helps us overcome the saboteur and kind of get into that positive percentage 
of positive thoughts uh, that are manifesting and coming forth in our mind. It's simply just stacking that and getting better at listening to ourselves and promoting those sage qualities. But that does start with understanding that we're off, that we have been overcome by our saboteur and that it's not an integral part of us. We need to take an open mindset with all of this. And it's simply to say that modern science, neurological psychology, all these disciplines are showing us, just as the ancient wisdom traditions have shown us, that if we practice, just like we would a physical exercise program, but if we make small little daily routines, they can help offer us a tangible method for increasing our mental fitness. So we can use this idea of positive quotient, positive intelligent, use these small little reps every day, put a reminder on your phone to check your saboteurs once in the morning and once in the afternoon. Perhaps if you have a journaling practice, take note of what saboteurs might come up today, make effort to interrupt them or at least see them when they're active, when we get triggered or when we get frustrated. Usually those saboteurs are really good at coming out. <laughs> but at the same time, work with those sage-like qualities. See the positive resonance, the calm, confident person who's open and curious and willing to step into growth. Understand that those are vital parts of our being too. And use these small little chunks to check in. Check in more today. Check in once more today. Think of those PQ reps or those three-minute mindset method reps as ways to increase your mental strength that they're supported by modern science and ancient wisdom and that there's a pathway. There's a pathway out from the suffering that you might currently be having cognitively. And again, it's not to say that everything's going to be perfect from here on out, but it is giving you that muscle, that strength, that inner mental strength and that exercise ability to show up more often when things do start to spiral out of control. Check out the PQ school if you're interested in going deeper on the learning with the positive intelligence or positive intelligence quotient learning method with Shirzad. I believe there's a great book. Um, I've listened to the audiobook on it. it, really helped me as I went through the course. That would be something if you just wanted to go a little deeper on the methodology. But past that, continue to look at your mind and your inner mindscape as an opportunity to interrupt the saboteurs, to promote the sage, and to use a moment-to-moment -moment awareness with some help from your phone or your device to ask you a couple times a day, what is my saboteur this morning? What sage quality do I want to bring forth? And know that you're worth the effort. Truly, truly, I've seen people's whole lives change from just taking time to work in small little chunks and tiny little habits like we talked about in a previous episode. Using these tiny one-minute, two-minute check-ins during our day, it really can start to change the momentum of a mind and a life that has gone to overwhelm or burnout or depression. So think about trying them out. Um, run your own experiments. And if you didn't know, I am 
a lifestyle and a life coach. I help people design a better mind, design a better life, feel more at home in their head. So often we get pulled down by the negative things that might come from our upbringing and our family and our schooling. Even our work can feel overwhelming. So if you're struggling and really having a difficult time, I'd love to meet with you for a quick discovery session. I'll listen to what's going on and provide you a customized plan to go forward, to have more mental strength, to feel more at home in your life, and obviously flourish in your work and your relationships. Reach out to me. I'm at markwalkercoach.com. I'd love to set that up with you. Otherwise, thank you for listening. Stay in the game. Keep on fiercely encouraging yourself and have a great start to your day or a wind up to your day. Thanks again for listening. Look forward to next time. Bye now. Bye now.